It's time. It's fight day. It's backdoor cover. Hit the high porn. Let's go. Yeah. Nothing like Conor McGregor fight day in Las Vegas, Nevada. Coming to you live from the MWBK studios in Austin, Texas, though. It's Backdoor Cover. I'm Micah, and I'm joined by Brad Key. Hello, Brad. Hello, Micah. What's happening, bro? Hey, as promised, we are back to talk about the NBA Finals and Conor McGregor and some other stuff uh, with a rare Saturday morning recording. This is for uh, for everybody out there, you know? Definitely. For the Weekend Warrior Boys. I've seen a lot of Warriors. Las Vegas content coming across my content feed and uh, Instagram this week. Or specifically yesterday, yeah. have you have you seen other people there? Uh, there seem to be a, a, a large number of people. I've, Dan Register, yeah, is that's there. the one I was going to ask about. Yeah, uh, he posted a photo with Dr. J yesterday. That's tight. Because I guess there's big three media days or something going on too, uh, which is which is great. Dan working with the Drinking Bros Podcast Network. Uh, they they they. They chase the fights all over the place. I would encourage you to check out Dan Register this weekend. The Dream Bros? That's it. What's that? You said the Dream Bros is the name of their podcast network? The Drinking Bros. The Drinking Bros. I was like, Dream Bros. Okay. Sounds yeah. like a Bieber label. So check. Yeah. I don't know if I would suggest you actually listen to the podcast unless you uh, like some pretty far-right conspiracy theory shit. But <laughs> I, That stuff gets pretty <laughs> not, popular, right? Isn't that Joe it, Rogan it get, essentially? It gets numbers. There's, you know, we're not touching Joe Rogan here. Okay. I, I don't need the blowback. Anyway, today is a backdoor cover. It is fight day. Uh, it is also there is not a basketball game until tomorrow. So game three of the NBA Finals. Uh, this is a day off travel day. Will be on Sunday night. So the only event this evening is Conor McGregor. The other event that you need to check out is Brad and I talking about the fifth professional sport, Top Chef. Ooh. The finale, uh, which aired last week, Brad and I did a podcast on Wednesday this week, breaking down everything that happened, including the controversy around winning chef Gabe Arales, uh, who's an Austin chef uh, and also apparently a creep. So um, I would encourage you to check that out. That's on <laughs> Mind of Mike. Uh, and, of course, check out Micah's Read of the Week, the newsletter, in your inbox every Monday around uh, lunchtime, including this Monday. Are you I hearing squeaky noises over there, by the way? Can you hear squeaky noises in the background, Micah? No. Okay. Ralph Ralph got his um, his Space Jam bark box yesterday, and he's been beating the shit out of Porky the Pig, and he squeaks a little bit. So I just took it from you. Is, this, spon- you could... Is this sponsored con? No. Well... However you want to talk about it. You're asking if BarkBox is, is our sponsor. No. Uh, so I, I don't know if you saw my story yesterday. BarkBox, oh, BarkBox sends I themed, uh, themed whatever, boxes, monthly boxes full of treats and toys. And uh, this month happens to be Space Jam. So Bugs Bunny, all, all the characters are over at my house right now. There's another reason to follow Bradley B. Key on Instagram. Hey, and you can follow him at Micah Weiner, M I C A H W I E N E R. Also, my Twitter account is back. Hey, so that's, that's good, good stuff. That's good news. Even though they blocked a bunch of people and deleted like eighty percent of my tweets, but 
and and Twitter can't get any of that back. So that's rude, which is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy for a verified account. Why are they trying to censor anyway, your account, Micah? They, are you just too woke? I don't know. We don't have enough time to get into it. I think. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Conor McGregor. Uh, and the UFC 264 card tonight. Uh, McGregor, a slight underdog as of the moment, although my guess is as we get a little closer to fight time, all those Irishmen and Irish women, I suppose, in uh, in Vegas will continue to bet him down. Uh, generally, he will become a much closer, this will be much closer to a, a 50-50 fight uh, at Fight time, I would imagine. Although I say that every time, and then it's my understanding that the lines don't really change that much on based match on day. betting activity. What? Yeah, that they're already basically set by fight night. Um, yeah, but we'll see. It should be. Uh, Who's your I, money? I mentioned at? Connor. It, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm kind of feeling Connor, and that makes me nervous. Yeah, me too. Um, Connor is a plus 105 underdog right now. Poirier minus 125. My guess is that's going to be closer to, to you know, even odds. pick them by the, the time this thing starts. Mm. Uh, the other, before we get to the main event, we'll talk about some of the other fights on the card. Uh, Gilbert Burns is fighting Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, which should be a banger of a fight. I'm very excited about that one. Um, these are two... Two very exciting guys that that like to knock people down and and get after it. A Wonder Boy seems, by all accounts, to be a great guy. So, looking forward to that. He is a a minus one sixty favorite. Uh, the other card, the other fight, the first card on the fight, uh, the main card. Sean O'Malley is a minus nine hundred favorite versus some dude with green hair. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name. O'Malley, I don't know. Have you seen this guy on Instagram or anything, Brad? Uh uh-uh. uh Tell me about him. He's got like rainbow colored hair. Uh, <laughs> okay. And he sort of operates like McGregor and wears like outrageous outfits and talks a lot of shit. He's, are there uh, ever he's nine, and, Are there ever minus nine hundred guys on the on the male side of the UFC? I know that they have those really heavy favorite odds. On that's the a good point. It, you don't see it very often. They're trying to turn this dude into a star. Like this is this is almost a boxing level tomato can situation. Like the oh. guy he's fighting should not be. I think it's his first fight in the UFC, and he's nine and four overall. O'Malley so thirteen and one. It's rainbow hair um, versus green hair. Is that what you're telling me? That's that is what I'm telling that you. Is they a, both have uh, a lot big of chest tattoos, of course. And then there's one other fight on this card which I do not care about, and I feel like we talk about this every big fight weekend. The UFC puts Greg Hardy, uh, known domestic abuser or alleged domestic abuser, I suppose. I Monster. think he pled guilty on that. Yeah, total piece of shit human. On the on the these cards for these high priority events, I swear to God, ESPN thinks that he draws, which I just don't believe. Um, is his record any good? But anyway, what's that? Is his record any good? He is. He's seven and three, but he's been disqualified in the past. He he one of his losses came because he used an inhaler between rounds, mm. which is totally frowned, like not allowed. It, it, it's just. This dude has no business fighting in the UFC, and I just don't believe that he has actual fans. But then, I think I talked about it the last time. Like he did something, and I said stop. I I I uh, replied to MMA Junkie or something on Instagram. And just said, oh yeah, stop. You, you triggered him. Stop putting Greg Hardy on fight cards, and people just like lost it and called me a douchebag and 
they they love it. So I don't know. Uh, he's fighting some dude uh, whose last name is Tuvasa. Mm. Um, Do you know who the favorite who is, is in that one? Tuvasa is a minus one fifty favorite. Okay. Hardy a plus one twenty five. Hardy has shown no ability to do anything other than knock people out. Uh, he has no wind. He can't get. If this fight goes past the first round, he's he's dead in the water. Well, uh, Mike, you, know, you should look at it like times, this. It's an opportunity to watch him get his ass whipped. It sounds like he's an underdog. I, you could take some pleasure in that. I hope so. He also made headlines this week when he uh, someone asked him about fighting. Uh, the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. And he said, Derek Lewis is an ex-con. <laughs> like, what? Dude, dude, you you've been alleged to throw your your pregnant girlfriend onto a onto a couch covered in automatic weapons? Like that's a real thing. <laughs> in addition to your other arrests. And you have the audacity to call somebody else an ex-con? Like, get get out of here. Just disappear. Uh so that's happening tonight. Uh but let's get to the main event. That's I every every minute we spend on Greg Hardy is too much. Um, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, uh, famously these two fought, I believe, earlier this year. Uh, Poirier became the first man to finish McGregor with strikes, although Conor had tapped a couple times. Um, I guess a smartass out there could say that that uh, Floyd Mayweather finished him with strikes as well, which is true. In the press conference on Thursday, some reporter was like, Connor, you've won exactly one UFC fight since Barack Obama left the White House. Uh, what's going on? And it's true. Like, he basically had three fights in the last five years, and he's lost two of them. Did Connor um, say, who's Barack but, Obama? Who's Barack Obama? I was wondering if Connor said that because he's a smart ass. Oh. Nothing. <laughs> Joke no, did not he land. Like, he he lost he lost his cool pretty fast and started yelling at that reporter. Oh, he did. How many fights you had? Blah 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 blah. Um. Anyway, the the big storyline that no one says out loud because ESPN is in business with the UFC and the UFC is in business with itself. Um. Uh oh, my computer is now. While while your computer is loading, I saw a picture of of the two of them like facing off whatever like they do at the way in mm -hmm. Conor McGregor has those you know those suction cup bruises that they put on themselves that's like a perfect oh, circle he's got cupping he's cu he's yeah. covered in those what does that do again that is it like muscle recovery it's supposed to increase blood flow or something i mean it knows. just looks like he's had leeches that are like the size of like my forearm around his all over his back down his arms and shit it's disgusting i don't understand why they do that it's such a strange phenomenon and i see it at the gym sometimes on the big meatheads they have it like on their back and stuff they're all wearing racerback yeah. like weightlifting shirts it's embarrassing as shit but anyhow. i don't believe it like i feel like i, th I think you're right i think we're going to look back on that like 5 years ago 5 years from now and be like what why did dudes do that it just like, like it was hot for a minute. Sadism Somebody or made some money on it. Yeah, it was. You know, if you ever watch, like, I remember watching uh, a Tyson fight on ESPN Classic, or ESPN was showing a bunch of old Tyson fights, mm -hmm. and uh, whoever he was fighting, uh, they showed him in the ring before the fight, and they're like, he is in in the ring with his hypnotist uh, prior <laughs> to the fight, uh, and his hypnotist is hypnotizing him and telling them he's going to win the fight so he can visualize it. And and he goes, and just so you know, Mike Tyson also has a hypnotist. Like these these trends go through uh combat sports and 
like everybody adopts them instantly. And then five years later, everybody makes fun of how stupid it is. And I think cupping might be the same thing, but who am I? You know, I am not a doctor. Um, the big storyline here, and the thing I was going to say that, <laughs> okay. that people, that no one says out loud because it's not good business to say this out loud, uh, is that this is a really important fight for Conor McGregor. Yeah. In the sense that if he were to get stopped again, his time as a main event draw is over. You think this, I mean, is, he'd this will be kill a main his clout? Like, yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm with uh, you. I mean, it, it, you know, he's in the last five years, he's lost to Floyd Mayweather, which there was no shame in that. Be quiet, Charlie. <laughs> he lost to, to Khabib. He got stopped by Poirier. The only fight that he actually won was against Cowboy, who's basically, you know, a retired fighter. Now, it doesn't mean that Connor would just retire and that no one would ever pay to see Connor fight. But it wouldn't have the same clout. This is it. If, if he can avenge this loss... Uh, and he comes back and and knocks out Poirier or even wins a decision, he's back. You know he's fighting for the championship again, and probably in Allegiant Stadium. That's what Connor wants to do. The the Raiders' new stadium, football stadium there in in Vegas. Um, if he loses, if he gets knocked out a second time, I mean, you know, he could probably fight Nick Diaz, who recently lost, and they could probably headline a pay per view, and people would pay for it because those are two very exciting fighters. But his time as a legitimate contender uh, is pretty much over if he loses tonight. I would say at uh-huh. least it's over with people who are plugged in and who are are really care about the UFC. I would think he'd still have main attraction, general public interest because he, he's just so Certainly. charismatic. But I'm with you, man. Like the the real people who truly pay attention and watch this stuff, I, I think this is make or break time for him. Yeah, and it's not even that. It's it as a title contender. Yeah, this is pretty much it. like you can't justify putting him in a title fight uh, again for several years unless he w- goes on a winning streak. And yeah. he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's a billion or you know a multimillionaire who's interested in in winning four or five right. fights in a row and getting back to the fighting title. his way up the like, ladder I can, again. I mean, if Connor loses tonight, I see him fighting Nick Diaz in a trilogy, which would sell out. Oh yeah, they get rich. A, you know that would be that would make both fighters a lot of money, and it would make Connor a lot of money, and it would be fun, and we'd enjoy that. So what and about then for he could fight He could fight Nate Diaz. He could fight Nick Diaz afterwards. Like <laughs> that's a good point. But he, the chances of him going back up and fighting Poirier, or or you know, obviously not Poirier again, but no. But my question is: the, is the does division. does Poirier have similar stakes here? Like, has he lost recently? Like, what's on the other side of the docket, no, like Poirier's been shape, on a bit right? of a tear. Yeah, I mean he he's another guy. I mean, if Poirier wins, he's going to fight for the title next. The, okay. the winner of this is basically uh, going to be the number one contender, and so Poirier's got a chance. And and really, the other thing nobody talks about, Poirier's got a chance to do something that no one can say. Is that's the one I've beat Conor McGregor twice, and perhaps I've stopped Conor McGregor twice. Mm. The most famous fighter, one of the most famous athletes in the entire world. Like this is a legacy fight for Dustin Poirier. If he never wins another fight, if he retires tomorrow, uh-huh. he can be a legend for, you know, the rest of his life that there's nobody out there that beat Muhammad Ali twice. Right. There's nobody out there that stopped Muhammad Ali twice. And you're, you're looking at a similar scenario with McGregor, who is a legend and is going to continue to be an icon. Muhammad uh, Ali may be know. a little too high praise, but okay. Okay. Uh, you know, in the sense that I'm with the most you. famous fighter in the world. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, you know, 
Connor is certainly not Muhammad Ali in a lot of ways, but <laughs> um, right. So that's that's what's at stake for Poirier. I mean this this is Hall of Fame kind of like lifetime achievement stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it's weird that they don't that he doesn't uh, sort of talk about it that way, right? Because um, I would when you're asking me all these at these press conferences, Connor's basically recycled the same stuff over and over again yeah. for every interview and, and press conference this time. Uh, basically that one, he's training without, and he's training and he's at the fight without his family because having, uh, having children there, it's hard to be in a mindset that you want to kill a man and then have to hug your children and give them boppies as he calls them. <laughs> and then he also said that like your rest day when your kids are there is not a full rest day. So, He's yeah. been enjoyed. So he's got that argument. He's got the argument that the last time they fought, it was 8 a.m. in Abu Dhabi in an empty building, and now he's going to have a crowd full of Irishmen, and I'm a night guy. He said that repeatedly. Okay. That's, that's uh, a good he's reason. Called, he's called Poirier Buster Douglas, saying <laughs> that he won a fluke, which is which is a tremendous insult. Yes. Saying that he won a, a fluke victory. But it, it, I mean, if Connor knocks him out in a convincing fashion tonight, that Buster Douglas tag is gonna gonna stick with Poirier, I would imagine. Um, yeah. So, so okay. Yeah. I so mean, there's I know there's why he's going not on saying here. that though. I know why Poirier, Poirier isn't because he doesn't want to give Connor any credit at all or any sort of props. Like so to say, this is a legacy fight. I'm beating you know somebody who's has gotten to the levels of Muhammad Ali style, like this type of legend. He don't want to acknowledge that. Like maybe that's something that people other people could say, but I don't think Poirier could say it and maintain like any credibility because you don't want to be giving him any hype at all or props he's calling you buster douglas so yeah no that's true and he i mean connor's also saying things about poirier's wife of course um, making it some personal. of it good some, some of it just kind of lame i mean he's saying that poirier is his wife's uh wife or something that his wife is his husband it's it's so weird oh. kind of like Macho gender re- attack. Re- reversals and stuff. Wow. Yeah, it's just not very good. I I saw there. There's been some commentator that or some commentary that Connor's uh, promo skills have gone downhill. I don't. I found him pretty <laughs> electrifying. I mean, this has been a return to the the Connor of old, the brash, disrespectful, uh, totally confident Connor, and I love it. It's I mean, probably hard to stay cool when you're like feeding babies boppies and stuff like that. That can really mess with your. Your hip factor. See, you're you're a sucker. You're you're buying the hype, and I love it. I love that you're in on it. <laughs> like whatever Connor says, I believe. What's a boppy, uh, Connor? So we'll Connor needs a boppy sponsor. You know the the big story of the X's and O's story of the fight last time was, uh, you know, McGregor stopped Poirier in the first minute of their first fight. Mm. In the second fight, Poirier came with a lot of leg kicks, which Connor was not expecting, which really weakened uh, Connor's ability. I to, remember to that move forward. And so there's been a lot of questions about leg kicks. Poirier in a press conference said this week there's going to be dick kicks, which is funny, <laughs> just threatening low blows. Um, so I mean, sure, Connor will be ready for this. the The evidence we've seen of Connor fighting people that he's lost to previously, other than I guess Khabib beat Connor twice, um, but didn't mm. stop him either time with, with punches, um, is that. Connor comes back with a better, with a different game plan and a better game plan against against the D, uh, against Nick Diaz, Nate Diaz, I should say. He came back prepared, uh, came back with different ta- tactics, and we'll see what happens tonight. I, I'm quite excited. Yeah, you got me hyped, Mike. I think I'm gonna have to watch. This, this is the first UFC event back in Las Vegas in front of a crowd. Like, 
you know, it's and it's and it's a McGregor fight, so it's Look, always worth. Even it. Charlie's excited. I can hear her barking. Charlie's we're all stuck. we're all hyped. Mm. All right, well, we got to get out of here. Uh, yeah, buddy. Do you want to talk about the basketball for just a minute? Just real uh, quick. What are your thoughts? Have you here's got where any, we are? Can you take away? Charlie, <laughs> stop. Well, Milwaukee is in what appears to be trouble after yeah. uh, after Giannis had. You know, an unbelievable. That's it, Charlie. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> yes. Had an unbelievable. Four, I think he had 41. Hang on. He had 41. Uh, tell me what your thoughts are. I'm going to walk her out. Yeah, it's all good. So, like you're saying, unbelievable performance. He had 20 points in the third quarter alone, 41 total in the entire game. This was a classic Giannis takeover game. And unfortunately, none of his sidekicks, none of his Robins showed up. Um, yeah. Holiday played like trash. Uh, Middleton play like trash. The supporting cast didn't play very well. PJ Tucker is is really struggling. It seems like on the offensive side of the ball and on the defensive side of the ball, like his real strength is guarding ball dominant forwards. There isn't really one of those um, on Milwaukee like that, that he can really cover. I, I mean, it just seems like he's a little bit uh, of a fish out of water. Um, I don't know, man. I, at the same time, like if Middleton or Holiday or both can just kind of pitch in a little bit. Like they both I think they both shot like something seven or six for twenty each. If they can if they can put up some manageable numbers alongside Giannis, I think that game the the game two is a completely different narrative and they're going one one into Milwaukee. So I think it's something yeah, that they I, could I don't Yeah, go ahead. I don't see any reason why Milwaukee can't win game three and four. Same. Um but we'll see. I, I I, you know, I picked the Bucks before the series. I, I regret that pick. The only thing the, is, like, I, are... people keep talking about how the Bucks have to win four or five, which technically is true, but it's, I think that's just such the wrong mentality to take. All you got to do is win your home games. Just think about that. You got to win the next two. And then get to a game seven. Get to a yeah. game seven, and then you can talk about winning on the road. But right now, you're in a hole. So win your home games. That's all you got to do. Take care of business on, at, on your home turf, and, and we'll go from there. So we'll see, man. I'm real pumped about it, though. More pumped about right. this Connor game fight though, so I'm gonna check that out. Want to play get, out? All right, let's let's get out of here. I got to get to yoga. Get your stretch, boy. Until next time. Mm, bye bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>